This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. He, he wants <laughs> nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Weekly Extra Time Europa League edition. It has not been easy for bettors in the continent's secondary competition. Simple systems uh, across the money line, overs and unders, both teams to score yes and no have failed to put gamblers in the black. Our team of handicappers, though, are in profit for the season today. Let's hope for a few more winning picks across match day six. You're with Dan Roebuck and returning RJ, Steve Wiss and Will White. A lot to get through. We've got seven plays, five leans, plenty to discuss. And if you've been level staking the show over the course of the group stages, uh, your return on investment is 5%. We're going to start Thursday, 3 p.m. All the games Thursday, obviously. 3 p.m. kickoff in Group B because we've got some good plays across the two matches here. Brighton, Marseille, we're going to tackle first of all. Brighton, the favourites are minus 167, Marseille plus 410, the draw plus 335. Will Brighton need a win uh, to make the last 16 and avoid the playoff round? How are we tackling Brighton-Marseille at the Amex? I really like Brighton to win this game. Um, Topping the group is is going to be key in Europa League this season. Um, It gives teams a direct path through to the round of 16 without having to go through a playoff tie. And so I think both teams will be massively up for this match. Um, Despite Brighton's patchy form, uh, my model has them strong favourites for this game based off the the underlying data. And and I really fancy them to get the job done as well. The Brighton win on its own comes in a little bit too short, around about minus 160-something. And, but if you add on over two and a half goals, you can get that price up to even money, which I think is, is a really great bet. Going back to match day two in this group, um, the two teams faced off in Marseille. Brighton were pretty dominant that day, winning the XG battle 2.62 to 1.31, despite only getting a draw in the end. Marseille are just... <laughs> Steve probably knows more about Marseille than I do, but... Over the weekend, they were involved in an incredible 4-2 win away to a very poor Lorient team. And it was just an incredibly open match. And I, and I think this openness, as also demonstrated when these two faced off in match day two, I think that's what will expose Marseille here. You know, my, Brighton are miles better than Lorient. And uh, I can't see Marseille really getting away with that, with that same openness here. And, and I think they've only got one way to play. And so... You know, that leads me on to the over two and a half goals part of this bet, which is, to me, extremely obvious. Uh, Brighton are an incredible 16 out of 16. Both teams to score yes in the Premier League this season, which is just a an outrageous statistic, really. 
And then at the same time, Marseille have seen 23 goals in their five Europa League games so far this season. So all things considered, it's very difficult to see this game finishing with fewer than three goals. And at the same time, I think Brighton will get the win they need here to, to top the group. Yeah, the line is over and under three and a half goals. The Asian line is three and RJ, you are playing over uh, in this game. Yeah, I'm back in my comfort zone, Dan, with over three here. Uh, Brighton, you know, managed a 1-1 draw against Burnley over the weekend. And then prior to that, they took on Brentford 1-2-1. They've had pretty good success, as we've talked about in this uh, Europa League competition in Marseille, uh, as as Will touched upon quickly, but a very open match over the weekend against Lorient for two. Prior to that, a 3-0 win against Lyon and and Rennes 2-0. So um, it's tough. Based, so the winner, right? The uh, the match is crucial for both teams, right? As the as the winner gets the top spot in uh, in this group, and you know Brighton's recent form in the Europa League has been strong, but Marseille overall have uh, specifically domestically have been pretty strong. So I I suspect they'll pose a significant challenge to Brighton. If I had to pick a winner here, I agree with Will. I think Brighton, uh, I'd give the slight edge to uh, to come out of this this match with the win. But I think over three, it is a little low, minus 134. But I have a strong suspicion that we could at very least push this and return the stake. Uh, so looking like goals here in Brighton. Brighton against Marseille. We like over three on the Asian line. And we like over two and a half and a Brighton win uh, for Will. I mean, we, we shouldn't overstress the fact that, you know, for, for coaches, just avoiding that extra game and also... It's a Champions League team, isn't it, that they're going to face if um, they play in that playoff round and come second in their group. They avoid that. I mean, that's, that's massive, isn't it, for teams? Yeah, absolutely, especially with such congested, you know, fixture lists, especially in the Premier League over, over the winter. You know, we don't have the Christmas break and we've got so many games packed in. The FA Cup's going to start off beginning, uh, start up beginning of January. Is it is it not two legs then in the, the knockout round? Yeah, it will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah will be. there will be two yeah, yeah. two additional yeah. matches. Yeah. So two additional I mean, matches. This is it. I mean, coaches will want to avoid it. Yeah, it's huge. And uh, although we don't have the prize money on offer for individual match wins as we do in the Champions League, I think it's got to be huge for a coach like Deserbi. You know, he's really going to want to get this. I think this is a priority for for Brighton and yeah, maybe even competition. Yeah, I think they could go far in it. I mean, it's interesting. Those both seem to score stats in uh, in the Premier League. They just keep rolling on every single week. They probably should have won at the weekend against Burnley. Let's move mm. to the um, to the other game in the group. It's Ajax against the AK. Um, and again, we're talking Europa League, so there's there's all sorts of avenues, Steve, that teams can still play European football next season. Ajax have been awful for for pretty much all of the season. Uh, but they are favourites here. Minus money favourites just to be AK uh, here. Um, this is a 3pm Eastern game on, on the Thursday. And they can still be playing European football into 2024. What's your take on this one? I'm going to back Ajax. Uh, it does, in a way, it feels a bit uh, uncomfortable, the season they've had. But I'm going to back them on the money line at minus 104 is the price now. I think they beat AEK Athens and get into the Conference League. Um, it's been an interesting group, hasn't it? You know, it's it's not been a boring group, and um, the match in Brighton is going to be really interesting as well. Um, I think um, just going back to the point about any team winning the group, it's really worth worth its weight in gold just to avoid playing two extra games in the spring. 
And um, by the way, for that game, Aubameyang looks a big price at plus 200 to score any time. But back to this one in, in Amsterdam. Ajax, are, they've got to be one of the hardest sides to rate this season because I think we're going to see very various different versions of them. They were horrific, obviously, in the first sector of the season under their previous manager. Um, but John, John Vance Ship has come in. And I suppose, uh, you know, it's not necessarily going to be plain sailing now. Uh, but there has been, you know, stormy seas for Ajax this season, and, and this guy's came come in. That, that, could, be, what, that, could, that could be the quickest red of all time. Yeah, I haven't got a red. Card. That's like ready. that's that's a double yellow. That's a Martinelli <laughs> against Wolves from the other season. That's two yellows in ten seconds. Continue. Uh, um, just making yeah, sure we're looking. He's done. A, he's done a lot better. <laughs> he's done a lot better as John Vanship. Um, since he's, he's taken over, they've won a lot of games domestically, and yeah, they I thought they played all right against Marseille in the last game. You know, 4 3 defeat, they were down to 10 men for the last 30 minutes, and they gave a decent showing. Uh, lost, uh, I say, just by the one, the one goal. Steven Berghaus is suspended, um, he was the guy who got sent off there. AK have also got a suspension. Gacinovic uh, was shown his marching orders against Brighton. I just, I mean, AEK, I just, how good are they? I don't think they're that great. I actually think Ajax outplayed them in the reverse fixture, and that was when Ajax were in poor form. It was a one-all draw, but I thought Ajax had the better of that game. And, um, you know, what would have this what would this price have been in August, Dan, if this had, say, been the Champions League qualifier yeah, in, well, in I, Amsterdam? I, Ajax would have been an awful Minus 200? Draw. Yeah, probably, yeah. Mm. You know, and th- look, things have obviously changed since then, but they've changed again. I mean, they've got, they're still surely the third best side in, in Holland. Um, you know, Brian Brobby's found some form since this new manager's taken charge. Three goals, four assists. He's plus 148 any time here, by the way, if you're interested there. I just think they're the better side. It could get a bit wild. I was tempted with over three goals instead. It might, might be the safer play. I don't know. But Ajax money line, just get the job done, get themselves in the Conference League. And they, you never know, they might have a decent run in that. Uh, Betty Strangers next again, Thursday, three. Uh, Betis minus 134, Rangers plus 340 here. Betis uh, will know a win. We'll see them make the last 16 and again avoid those those playoff rounds. Uh, likewise for Rangers, though. I mean, every time I've, I've seen sort of snippets of Rangers play, there's been some disappointing performance, but they're still very much in the hunt. Um, what's the play for Betis Rangers? I like Betis to get the job done here at minus one twenty-four. Did, I, did did you say one thirty-four, Dan? They must one, have Yeah, they, they they have come in. Yeah, since you okay, posted yeah. in the WhatsApp group, so a little bit shorter know. than I would have liked. Yeah, I believe they were minus one twenty-four yesterday. Hmm. Um, as as I guess the th- one of the themes of kind of this show is that. I try and identify good teams with high levels of motivation in, in the final um, in the final round of the group stages, and in this instance given that the prize, the incentive, is is direct passage through to the round of 16 without having to play those two matches in the knockout round. I just think it's huge, and, and, and I think this strategy should pay off. You know, it's hard to lean on statistical kind of underlying data when you've when you've got different level of mot- levels of motivation between the two teams but in this in this, in this instance we can and, and that's really my my fundamental right and my, and my model makes what makes betis much stronger favorites than the minus 124 to win this game i've got them closer to minus 150 perhaps the price is based on the fact that manuel pellegrini has been rotating in europa league um 
but given the importance of this match, he may go full strength here or kind of at least go with a few of the starters. I wouldn't be surprised to see Isco start this game. I wouldn't be surprised to see Mark Rocker start and some of the kind of the bigger name Betis starters. Um, and even if they do rotate, they've, they've got a they've got a pretty deep squad. You know, they've been managing so far in the Europa League group stages. They've won both of their home games with a rotated team. You know, and this is a this is a this is a team that sits seventh in La Liga in pretty good form. They drew at home to Real Madrid over the weekend. And and on the other hand, Rangers have just not really been that convincing, especially away in the Europa League. They lost 2-0 away at Aris uh, and they drew 0-0 with Sparta Prague. Neither of those teams are really on the level of Betis. Perhaps Sparta are closer, but but Aris certainly not. And this is a step up, you know, and it's 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 hard to see them avoiding defeat away to an informed La Liga side. They've got a few players missing as well. Danilo got injured uh, last week or the weekend before. I believe. And so, you know, it's 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 going to be a patched up Rangers team coming into Betis. Uh, it's, a t- it's a tough ask, I think. So Betis minus a half at minus 124 is the bet for me. That's uh, in Group C. Aris Sparta-Prague also in Group C. Uh, Steve, you've got to play in this one for a Sparta-Prague, our favourites, minus 117. Still in with a shout of making the Europa League um, knockout stages. Um and Aris could make the Conference League as well. So so there's something on it for these two. Where are we headed betting-wise? I'm looking at the goals, Dan. Over three goals at minus 103. I think this could this match could ex- explode into something sensational. Um, I've watched... It's weird, isn't it, how you end up watching teams you don't expect to watch a lot of. And I've seen a fair bit of Aris in this campaign. And they're, they're a decent side. I, I think they... Um, well, in terms of entertaining anyway, they'll, they'll give it a good go. They're um, they're like a, a dog who um, you, you kind of you can't control them. They do random things. Um, they keep yapping at you, and if you turn your back, they'll they'll give you a nip on the ass or something like that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, they're that sort of side. They, Are we they, talking kind of Chihuahua relentless. or XL Bully? Where are we going here? Maybe <laughs> sort of Yorkshire Terrier sort of territory, but um, you know, they, 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 they won't lie down. I, rem- I remember that match against Betis. They just kept going right until the final whistle and. Look, there's we talk about dogs here. There's um there's a potential bone for them to uh, to clutch their their teeth into because they, they can still qualify for that Europa Conference League. Uh they've got a win by I do believe a two goal margin or more. So, you know, one nil's not enough. You know, they've got to keep going. Um Sparta Prague, there's a, a massive dangling carrot for them. I I agree with Will. I think Batiste will will beat Rangers. I think the quality of the La Liga opposition will open the door for Sparta Prague. And can they, can they take the, the, you know, can they uh, take the opportunity? It's not a guarantee they'll win this game. I don't think because Aris uh, are an interesting side who can punish you if you make mistakes and have to overcommit. So I think we're in for a really end to end sort of contest where a draw does nothing for either side. The draw is useless for either side. And when that's the case, I'm always looking at goals down in no matter what the league or the, or the competition and um, previous fixture ended three two in Prague to to Sparta, and I you know something similar would not surprise me at all. I think this is an underrated game in terms of entertainment value for, for this Thursday night. Over three goals for me. Over three goals around about minus one hundred three at the moment. We like overs in quite a lot here. There's a lot of incentive for a lot of teams. Likewise in the game between Olympiakos and Bashkatopola. 
uh, where the over and under line is three and a half at plus 125 over minus 157 under. Olympiakos are sure at minus 420 here. Olympiakos, uh, RJ, just need to avoid uh, defeat, but the Serbian side potentially could be playing European football in the Conference League into 2024. What's the angle in? Yeah, sticking to the theme we've we've targeted so far, looking at goals here, over 3 minus 127. Uh, this will be at Olympios' home ground at Georgios Karaskakis Stadium. Uh, that has a capacity of 33,000. You don't people. help yourself with pronunciation. So <laughs> you are I just, I just go one. through That's with this one. I just right? like the fact that RJ just keeps having a crack at Love it. it. You know, Love it. Got to go. Got to go. Yeah, I think it was all right. Uh, my only concern is, are there going to be any home, any fans in for this? Haven't they? Uh, they may well have been banning fans from from Greek matches today, but I'm not 100. That's something you'd have to look for anyway, well, RJ. No, no, that's good. I appreciate you guys commending my efforts on these uh, pronunciations. <laughs> I do the best I can. Um, and then, you know, the the reason why I mentioned that though is because there's a vast contrast uh, from when they first met. Because the away side, uh, Bashka Tapala. The Serbian side, their capacity at their stadiums around four thousand, right? So we get about a twenty nine thousand capacity difference. So I don't know. I just figured I'd note that because I find that you know maybe that could be a very different surroundings, factor. whether there's fans there or not. That's for sure. Right. What, what's the place? Are we looking at overs? Oh yeah, over three minus one twenty seven. So Olympiakos in their last fifteen matches, uh, they've had some mixed form: eight wins, three draws, four losses. They do average around two point two goals for at home, and and can see just around 1.4 uh, on uh, on on uh, on average at home. And then back at Topalo over the last 15 uh, matches have been uh, less consistent. Three wins, seven draws, five losses. And, you know, looking at this from a, from a perspective, Olympiacos have quite a few injuries. Uh, Steven Jovatic, uh, Nicholas Frye, Jackson Perozo, Gustavo Scarpa. I mean, some of their top, top talent in the midfield and defense are, are going to be out for this match. But obviously the bookies and as well as us, you know, the minus four thirty-five on the money line, there is quite a bit to be played for here. Obviously um, Olympiacos want the win to, to assure their uh, conference league playoff spot. So over three minus one twenty-seven, it looked to me like sort of a one-sided match. And, and I think you could see a three, one type final in this, in this one. That will do for us when it comes to over three at minus 127. A couple of Europa League leans. Um, will and Steve have looked at Rakov Atalanta and come up with the same bet. I'll let Will talk about it before we see if Steve has got something to add. Will? I, I like Rakov here on the Drono bet line plus plus 100. I think sometimes you've just got to throw the stats out the window and, and bet with your heart and kind of bet what you see, really. Um, Atalanta have won the group already and I think there's a very decent chance they at least heavily rotate here if not start a few kids uh, their defence is already completely decimated with injuries over the weekend they already had Kolasinac, Toloi and Palomino out and so we had Martin Darun deputise in defence as he has done before but um, since then Jim City and Scalvini have both um been suffering kind of ailing niggles and I can't see either of those two being risked so at the very least they're going to have to get creative in defense but really why should they risk any of their starters here it's it's a meaningless game there's there's not the big prize money on offer for for match wins like in the Champions League 
On the other hand, uh, this is Rakoff's penultimate game before their winter break, and they should be far more up for it, despite only really having third place to pay f- to play for, which is most people would regard that as insignificant. Perhaps, perhaps they won't, but they've been they've been quite impressive actually this campaign, picking up four points in a very tough group. Um, the other factor here is that that their home field advantage is slightly diluted. They don't play their home games in the Europa League in their home stadium. Um, but it is going to be around freezing in in Sosnjevic on Thursday night. So so how up for it are this Atalanta squad going to be? Perhaps their kind of youth team players would have more to play for here. And, and just, a, I think that's a more, more of a waiting for them to start the game, really. So given the situational factors, I, I think there's more chance that Rakoff get the win here than Atalanta. So happy to back them on the Drono bets. And it sounds like... Steve's got a similar vibe as well. Steve? Well, do you know what? Yeah, Rakoff draw no bet. I think at even money is a, is a good is a good price here. Um, it made me have a look into the Polish league. It's not a league that I bet in at all, actually. And uh, this is when uh, you might need to help me a bit here, Dan, with some of the pronunciation. But shockingly, Rakoff are down in fourth in that league. The, the top two sides I've never heard of. Slask Rocklaw. Slonch and Wrocław, yeah. Oh my goodness! Right. And, and Jag, Jagli, Jaglionia. Um, yeah, I mean, I've never heard of those. I mean, this is a weird league. Um, you have the likes of Lecce a fifth, Lech Poznan in third. So, I don't know mm. whether Polish football maybe it's a bit stronger than you think or not. Mm. Rakoff have had a better campaign than I. I never thought they'd go this far and have a potential chance to even make the Conference League. They had a great run in Champions League qualifying, and it's a situational one where Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, sorry, don't have anything to play for. And um, it's an opportunity for Rakoff. I actually think Sporting Lisbon will win the other game in the group against Sturm Graz, even if Sporting rest and rotate. I think an away trip to Portugal is a lot harder than a home match against Atalanta at this point in time. So um, I Rakoff, I, I just don't trust them enough. That's why it's not an official play, Dan, but draw no better but even money. Always interesting, though, when two of our handicappers like the same bet. And we've got a further lean before we move on to some conference uh, analysis. And, uh, Will, that involves Liverpool uh, away at Union San Gilois. Liverpool already through to the last 16. Yeah, another team we've spoken quite a bit about on this show, uh, Union San Gilois. And I quite fancy them to get the job done here. And I'm going to go on the nose, as Steve would say, plus 200 to win the match. They are shortening, so you probably want to get on that one quite quickly as people hypothesise about Liverpool taking a bunch of academy kids out there. I don't think they'll go necessarily that week, but they might have three or four of those academy kids starting here. So it's a similar kind of line to the, to, to the Rakoff pick. Um, albeit more aggressive, because I think um, USG need to get the win here to stand any chance of progressing. So, um, you know, they've been quite impressive, I think, so far. And uh, especially in, in the Belgian league where they sit top by, they've got a cushion there, I believe, sitting top of the, the Belgian league. They're also, according to my ratings, the highest rated Belgian team. Um, and given that there's not likely to be that much in terms of quality between the starting 11s on paper and the home field advantage and motivational advantage for Union saint Joa. I think plus 200 is far too big. So a lean on that one for me. Yeah, a little bit of a, a lean at plus 200. It's a good price about the Belgian side. 
Now, Conference Corner is coming your way. We have got an official play from RJ and we've got some leans uh, as well from Steve and RJ, surprisingly, because um, Will has been very much a member of uh, Conference Corner <laughs> since we started the show, but no no lean from Will. Don't know if you could rustle one up for us, unofficial, uh, off the books while the boys talk about the plays. First of all, Zrinski against Villa. We're going to talk about this is a 12.45 early kickoff in Conference Group E. Villanova point, RJ, will be good enough uh, to top the group. I don't think the Bosnians uh, can qualify. Um, talk us to your play. That's correct. And thank you for welcoming me to Conference Corner. This is my first play in this uh, competition. Uh, the reason why, this, to be fair. This is, this, this is our first play full stop in the competition. We've been restricted to leans because the boss and I just said we can actually do them. So you are very much ordering off menu here. So anyway, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I had a hard time, to be honest, finding uh, much more in the Europa League that I liked, even from a prop perspective. So it's kind of dabbled here. Um, this They're heading to Bosnia, um, Bajili Brijeg Stadium uh, for Zerinsky's home home field. Uh, Aston Villa, right? I mean, you know, they've, they've made quite a bit of headlines lately. They've won five of the last six matches. They beat Arsenal and Manchester City in the same week. Um, they're currently on a club record 15 match win streak in the Premier League for home matches. And, and as you stated, they've already secured a top spot here in the, the Conference League. Um, Drinsky, on the other hand, they've had some mixed results. They've won three. They've lost three. Their most recent match was uh, a 2-0 win against Shiroki in the Bosnian uh, Herzegovinian Premier League. And uh, however, they've just struggled, right? They're sitting at the bottom, five goals, nine allowed, just uh, just three points. Nothing really to play for except pride in front of their home fans. And, um, you know, it, it, it is a, a big deal for them. Um, they are the uh, first Bosnian side to reach a major UEFA club competition group stage. So, again, that's something that I think just has some weight there in front of their home fans. Um, Aston Villa, you know, given their secure spot and involvement in the Premier League title race, um, they're going to rotate, right? That's probably what will happen. Um, I still think this is, uh, you know, a vast difference in class, right? And I still expect, even if it's second team as Aston Villa members to, uh, you know, put on a show for, for the Bosnian home fans. And, uh, I, I, I just like the look of goals even still. So I think we'll see a, a two, three nil. Um, I think a three nil type win for Aston Villa, which again would, would give us half, half return, half win and over 2.75 at minus 107. This is uh, a play for me. Yeah, that was our Spanish correspondent there for Aston Villa. Come on, RJ. Um, we like over 2.75 goals. That is an official play. We've got some leans as well. Um, Steve and RJ, uh, and I might press well on one. We'll see. Steve, uh, what do you like uh, for your conference lean? Well, they served me well on the last show. The Norwegian side, Buda Glimt, yeah. uh, thumps Lugano um, to qualify for the next phase. They can and, still and win. Your the man, and your man, Pellegrino, was scoring again, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's he's actually plus 175 to score any time here, which is, I think, it's a massive price away against Club Bruges. Um, it's noticeable they're only sixth in the Belgian league. Bruges. I still think they're quite a good side though from what I've seen and, and they may well end up in the top three in that division this year it looks quite a competitive race actually the Belgian Jupier League um, this season mm. but um, look Glimt can still win this group but to do it they're going to have to win by two goals or more so why not back their team total over one and a half goals at plus 163 
You know, they've got to they've got to get two goals, whatever. Uh, we know they've got a lot of offensive firepower in them. Um, and you know, this is their last competitive game for some time. Their next competitive game will be in this in this competition. Whether it be in the in the playoff round or the the, the round of sixteen, so uh, you know they can leave everything here on the table and then enjoy their and knees up for for Christmas and and, and they're back in training at sort of the end of January. So uh, yeah, they just they just lost the Norwegian Cup final as well against Molder. So I think they might have a bit of fire in their belly, a bit of frustration from that, and I think they'll come here and be quite offensive. And um, it just stuck out to me. I don't think know if they'll win the game, but they're quite capable of scoring a couple of goals. Uh, against Club Bruges, who, who are decent, but um, I will always back this glimpse offense. They say um, Pellegrino and Mumbania, especially, can get uh, on the score sheet. Okay. Since I'm picking people up on pronunciations, UEFA will tell you it's Brugger. Anyway, RJ, mm. Steve's not having look at Steve's face. I'm not, I'm not. It's Brugger. <laughs> yeah. The, Didn't the we t- have one. The-, the, the, the town or the city is Bruges. Uh, the, um, the team is Club Brugger. It's Flemish rather than uh, French. Mm. Anyway. Um, I don't get that. RJ. Uh, <laughs> Steve's still not having it. Uh, RJ, you've got a few more leans for us here. Pauk, HJK, uh, first of all, what do we think? Yeah, Pauk, uh, the Greek side uh, versus the Finnish side, HJK. Pauk, it, you know, throughout their Europa and now Conference League matches, they've been tremendous. They haven't lost. In fact, they've had three draws and around eight wins. Um, HJK, on the other hand, they've only got one win and uh, seven matches. They've been pretty poor in general. Pauk at home averaged 2.2 goals, four, and conceded uh, just three goals, 0.6 per match. HJK on the road score an abysmal 0.67 per match and allowed just over three goals. So I had a hard time, you know, not even mentioning this as a lean at minus 130. Pauk minus one um, at minus 132 is a fairly strong play, in my opinion, here in the Conference League. And one that you said that you might omit, but I've kept it any, anyway, is, is Maccabi against Ghent. You've got overs here, RJ. Yeah, it's a pretty big match for both for both teams. Uh, Ghent sit up top with 13 points. Maccabi right behind them with 12. Both sides have been prolific from a scoring perspective in this uh, competition. Uh, Maccabi, except for one match, have scored three-plus goals in their last uh, or on their only five home matches in this competition. Um Ghent on the road have yet to keep a clean sheet against the likes of Zoria, Apol of Cyprus, uh, Pogan of Poland, and Zelina of the Slovakian League. So they're going to arguably face much more competition and arguably a very tough place to play. And, um, you know, over three at minus uh, 103, I thought was a fairly decent price for what I expect to be a... um, a competitive match, right? Because regardless of outcome, both sides are going on, but the winner gets ahead to that um, round where they don't have to play two matches, right? Essentially. So it's a, it's a big match and one I expect goals in. Uh, Will, did you find anything conference wise, anything just, just missed the WhatsApp message or, or no interest for you this time around? It's tough because my go-to team is Klaxvig, right? And uh, they're away at Lille, and it's it's very hard to find a play in that game. I generally tend to stray to Klaxvig when they're at home and in the tough place to go kind of narrative. But um, yeah, Steve, do you have an opinion on that game, given, Under. given Lille are involved? Under three goals, I think Klaxvig will come here and they'll actually fight really hard. It's, it really matters to them in this competition. And Lille are just, um, well quite pedestrian this season really 
they don't really although they need the win don't they to actually to to, to, to win the group so um leo should get it maybe two nil three nil can i just mention one team before we finish about um conference league i don't think we've ever talked about them on this show fc nausea land from Denmark, mm-hmm. have actually won. They they beat Luda Gerrit 7-1, and they beat Fenerbahce 6-1, but they still might not qualify. That's incredible. For the next phase. I think they've got to get a draw do? away against Luda. I actually looked at the overs in this game, but how awful would that be if they won 6-1, 7-1, but didn't qualify? I presume wow. that they started pretty poorly in their section. Well, they dropped a point. They dropped points at home to a team called uh, Spartak Trnava, who I think to Fenerbahce could absolutely spank them silly. Um, this round, um, and that that could cost them a place in the next round. Incredible, a lot of goals, but potentially no uh, progression. Right, let's get some best bets before we uh, we wrap up our Europa League and Conference League plays for the group stages. Will, what's your best play uh, across the ones that you've put up? It's, I think it's it's going to have to be Brighton to get the win um, against Marseille and over two and a half goals as the same game parlay. The price is, for what is a much higher than 50% likely outcome, I think, around even money is just is just too big. RJ, what's your best play? Same match. Brighton, uh, Marseille, over three, minus 134. I probably wouldn't go, I wouldn't wager any lower than minus 140. Um, I think I'm already close to the cutoff as it is, but just love the goals there. And Steve? It's got to be Aris against Sparta Prague for me, over three goals. I think that's going to be a really good game. And just finally, uh, on the Europa League and the Conference League, I mean, we talked about it right at the start of the group stages when it came to to outrights. And, and I know that, you know, Champions League teams drop down. It is difficult. Leverkusen has been put up by Will as, as a player. I mean, is this, Will, a competition that you will look at again from a futures point of view once we know for sure which teams are involved and you can understand why betters are a little bit lukewarm when it comes to futures, unless there's a standout price like there was for Leverkusen. Yeah, hundred percent. It's, it's, it's more just to do with the mechanics of the margin that the, the kind of market's got like before the champions league teams drop down, I think there's too much, too much margin put in by the bookmakers. And you might think you've identified a team at a big price like Leverkusen, but that's really a one-off it's, you know, normally there's not going to be that much value, and then also you've got the you've got the transparency after the the Champions League teams have dropped down. You know exactly who you're dealing with. You can start looking at your ratings and weigh them up versus the market, and then you can go to your next stage in your analysis and try and conceptualize who's likely to prioritize the competition, etc. So yeah, much much more much more um, information to work with once the once the draw is completely set. And we do get some uh, unusual teams getting through to the knockout stages, RJ. I mean, is this more in your wheelhouse when you know exactly the teams that are coming in? And, and if you're across some of the, the lesser-known European leagues, is it something that you might focus on with a, with a bit more sort of energy uh, going into those knockout games, the playoff round in February? Yeah, it certainly helps having the exposure to some of these unique uh, leagues and teams that make this competition. I think, like Will said, though, it has a lot to do with prioritization, right? Um you have to look at if teams drop from a Champions League down to Europa, how are they faring domestically? Are they going to put more weight or focus on, again, getting up to that Champions League spot? Are they in a good standing domestically? Um, you got to look at rotation because if they are going to prioritize domestic uh, play, you'll probably see a little bit more rotation in these competitions, arguably, maybe a little bit. Um, so that could have a, um, a long-standing effect on how you, how you look at futures. 
Yeah, I always think that there are certain teams from certain leagues that just are not interested. Like Italian teams don't seem to prioritise Europa League, Steve, we've seen in the past. But then suddenly a semi-finalist, a finalist, uh, and you know that they're going to play the full-strength team. Have you had any anti-post plays in any of their markets yet? Is that, are the teams that you've earmarked potentially that you might get involved with come Feb? Well, I'm looking to see what price Sevilla are going to be for the Europa League when they inevitably drop down. Um <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you one thing, in the Conference League, I'm just really struggling to see beyond Aston Villa at this point in time. I mm. think they look really strong. Plus 300, um, you know, we know Umanai Emery loves to do well in European competitions and it'd be great for them to get a trophy, wouldn't it, in that? So uh, I don't really see anyone dropping down that's going to be too much of a, a big challenge either from, from the Europa League, perhaps. So um, Villa, for me, I, I think Will's play on Leverkusen for the Europa League as well as a tremendous one pre-season and they're going to go mm. deep. That wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time Europa League edition and Conference League edition for that matter. Many thanks to Steve, Will and to RJ. And of course, that wraps up the group stage previews for the 23-24 campaign. Knockout stages, of course, come around in February of next year. We'll be across the Europa League, the Conference League and, of course, the Champions League when we get those staggered rounds for the major competition and the playoff fixtures, of course, for the Europa League and the Conference League. So watch out for that in the new year. Plenty more content, of course, from the Betting Weekly team on our YouTube channel across all the domestic leagues and, of course, the Premier League as well. Uh, from uh, uh, For now, though, uh, it is goodbye. Many thanks to everyone. And we'll see you uh, in the new year for more Champions League, Europa League and Conference League uh, podcasts and shows. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.